Uh, let's talk about Miami Vice season three, episode 23. Everybody's in showbiz. Uh, we were brought to this uh, because Benicio Del Toro is listed as a guest. Uh, and I was a little worried at one point that he wasn't going to have any lines. Uh, he does at least have a couple. Uh, but yeah, that is very, very early in Benicio Del Toro's uh, career. So this particular episode, uh, I did notice was one of the lower rated. I mean, it's still generally like what 6.8 out of 10, yeah. but, but it's one of the lower rated of the season. And I understand why, but, um, especially given that opening scene is so bizarre and over the top <laughs> and the guys walking like the Hamburglar looking left to right or whatever. And I hated it. I, I, I went in with extreme prejudice, uh, prejudice, but by the midway point, you you realize that whatever this engine is that causes this guy to be stupidly over dramatic with things comes. I mean, he's he's touched. He, the, the guy's not right. He's he's I, I've known characters like this, <laughs> and he weirdly became more believable to me, even up to the the my soul is an oatmeal line or That's whatever. Oatmeal. <laughs> and then he the slog <laughs> through oatmeal. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I kind of believed him more and more as a crazy unhinged junkie the entire time. I, I kept going back and forth between uh, this is really like 70s theater overacting in a late 80s TV show. And uh, actually, I think this guy's really talented uh, and, and maybe too talented for this part. I, I couldn't decide. Well, he definitely committed 100 percent to the detriment yeah. of the cool guy acting of everyone else on Miami Vice. Boy, did he stand out. Uh, yeah, it was, I want to say bad directing, not bad acting. Uh, that the, that the director didn't channel him in the, in, into the right boundaries. Um, I, I, I could be wrong about that, but that, that's kind of my impression is that he was really talented. He was, was not given the proper direction for this. It feels like uh, the things that made me feel weird about this episode made me feel weird about the whole script of the episode. That made me mm. think, oh, maybe they're doing it thematically to zhuzh up the drama of of this. But it was very, very hokey. Just some of us. It was of it. all Which, over I the mean, place, well, and, and, too. And like, let, let, me, let me double down on Tom's hypothesis, because I think the direction is, is the fault. Because if you're going to have a stage, a play stage on the show, then maybe your quote-unquote actual places should look in better. any way different from the lighting and the and the setup of that play stage. Like he says, I'm going to go sneak out, opens up the window and what definitely is a play stage set and sneaks out and then cuts to an exterior shot. I mean, it really took me out of it. And also the, yeah. the tidy office corner with the whole copy machine. <laughs> what a plot what a plot device. Oh yeah, that's just our copy machine. I mean not, not for nothing, office. but but it got me. Well, it's like you, they mentioned the copier. I was like, oh, it's know. the eighties. That would be novel to have a copier yeah. at the time. We all know he makes copies of everything. <laughs> we we do? Yeah. <laughs> but then he takes he takes the paper out. He doesn't indicate how much of the paper he's taking. I don't know. They do a very weird thing of how they phrase that, where they make it seem like, oh, he copies everything, but he hasn't copied this one yet. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. Let, let's go all the way back to the beginning where we get the, the classic joke shop pro, uh, proprietor tropes where he's uh, the guy, the guy does one gag, does a second gag, 
and then says, here, come here, lean in. And then he says, don't oh. worry, I'm not going to do anything. I'm like, okay, here it comes. Cut scene. Smash cut. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was the point of that? It was just awkward and weird. <laughs> yeah. It, the, I think that is emblematic of the entire episode, again, where it's like Charles Keating, great character actor. Uh, you know, if you take every line out of context, very believable and delivered well, but the entire sequence was just odd. Uh, uh, is, and, is that the and, magic shop guy? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, it, it was fun, though. Man, I don't know who's writing for the show or what set director. Like, this is the second time we've seen magic awkwardly wedged in to Miami Vice. The first time was he was reading a book, uh, 100 Tricks yep. to Do with a Thumb oh, Dip or whatever. <laughs> like, it was, it was bonkers. Yeah. Uh, this is a story by Reynaldo Povode, and the writers are Anthony Yurkovich and David J. Burke. Uh, I do not know Reynaldo Povode. This is the only credit they have on IMDb. I thought I, uh, see, I, thought which, I saw Dick Wolf in the intro credits. Uh, possibly as well. Yeah, I'm just looking at the first two on IMDb. But the story by usually is somebody's like, hey, I've got an idea for a story. Star Trek would do this all the time where they'd be like, great, we're going to take that and turn it into a teleplay. We'll give you a story by credit, but the screenplay writers who know TV will write it up. Uh, and this may be one of those situations where it was a really compelling story. I think there's some really interesting aspects of the story. It just didn't get converted well. Uh, uh, just one funny bit. Okay. One funny bit. Uh, was when the actor guy is doing his initial is doing his monologue, but the Jan Hammer music is super loud and disco-y over this deaf poetry. It was, it's the most chaotic thing that's been on my TV in a long time. Just uh, uh, also shouts out to remember when Dustbusters were novel. <laughs> And then yes. you had to wedge one into the script. Pull I had out to, the buster. But not the actually what? show one. <laughs> yeah, I they didn't even show it. I they know. just implied from context. Uh, that must be that dust buster from Black & Decker. We're, we're modern enough that they're worried about product placement, right? But we're not we're not so modern that a dust buster is, is, uh, is not unique. Yeah. <laughs> Side note: Do we do you all call that a dustbuster, even if it's not a dustbuster? Yes, nobody calls it call a buster. It, the handheld, if it's oh, got hand the handle, vacuum. No, yeah, like, if it's handed like or handle, like weed whacker. That, that's Kleenex, we call stuff, right? Weed whacker stuff too, yeah, which yeah. is the brand name. Right. It's, uh, uh, it's, what, it's, what did you guys call it? Survived. I mean, we were all very enamored of the no, dustbuster. No, I always call it a dustbuster. I didn't know if that was just archaic, you know, or if or if that that has survived. Yeah. Yeah, I guess now hand uh, back? like like I, I, back? I think the in thing would be the dice and because uh, now you don't have to bend over to do it. You, you I guess you don't take the dice and yeah. 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 Uh I'm not going to lie, uh I half hated half loved this episode and I, yeah. I don't know why. Uh, like, I'm I'm right there with you. Like Swytech coming out and just just oh. doing the hammy Elvis thing. Yes. And then and then we like, I'll show you Elvis. And then it's like, it's Elvis crying over his dead mother. Yeah, it's like Elvis's pain. Yes. Yeah, that's it's, it's from zero to 60 for sure. Uh, uh, also, hell of a job turning the place upside down with that search warrant, boys. <laughs> they just walk around. They look under the stage. Mm. They're like, I don't know. I guess we're going to need a strike team. <laughs> Yeah, and then something uh, they find. I, I maybe I missed it. I didn't have the subtitles up, but the 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 key thing that they find is 
an award. Yeah, in it, the... it just says Best Drama Desk Award. Or something. <laughs> well, that that was the other thing I had a hard time catching up on. Is like you are such a talent. He had everything. I'm like, what? Did, did he? Did we ever see that? Or did they just say that a couple of times that I almost missed? Uh, that he they, was really they definitely said, yeah. uh, uh, "Boy, you sure are a screw up. You you were making twenty dollars or twenty thousand dollars a month." He's like, "Well, now I make yeah. twenty thousand dollars a night." Thanks to drugs, <laughs> it's great. Which who? Which one was Benicio del Toro? Uh, he was. He the was brother. the brother. The bald one? No, he, no, no. That, that no. was his. Uh, the other one. Conspirator, co-conspirator. The the guy who just sort the of kind of dorky brother who was like the guy who just paced know. back and forth and just went. Oh, oh my god, I'm in so the worried. Light, my hands in the are in the air. blue shirt. No, my brother, they're gonna keep him okay. forever this time. My, my yeah, I, was I was eating character. some oatmeal yeah. at the time, so I might have. <laughs> you were slogging through oatmeal. Slogging yeah. uh, and again, <laughs> the, here, here's the the switch flipping again. I kind of dug that it's clear that uh, uh, that 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 our guys. Uh, dig the poetry you know the writing yeah. of this dude i mean you know they e- did more even than if I it's did. hammy as we consume it it's clear yeah. that the characters respect it right and crockett even does a passable job of delivering some lines right yeah um yeah. again i guess that's supposed to show us that this guy is well known that crockett even knows the lines right well no i i get the impression i got the impression from the beginning that crockett had an idea who the guy was even as personal, the crime was was yeah, occurring right, i think right. they had a history um, right. is, is what it really was. Well, and he, he played this character in other episodes of Miami vice. Obviously. Ah, this is oh, okay. I was like, Hey, that yeah. seems like a good, like recurring character. It seems like you got, some yeah, stuff there. he was, well, he, he played this character a couple of times, according to what I saw. He also played a character named snake, which I don't know is the same character or not, but he at one point said, I feel like I got snakes in my head. And I was like, is that some kind of like <laughs> is that a wink reference to the fact that he played another character called Snake on Miami Vice? Hey, don't I, take I a Jan Hammer to my head about it. <laughs> uh, uh, y- you know what? Dude. Shouts out too for like when he gets stabbed. Yeah. I'm like, oh yes, that's right. TV rules. He's dead immediately upon being stabbed, and it's like too bad right? they can't be realistic. And then snatch smash cut to you know barely covering boobs bikinis saying hey hey look at that guy <laughs> he's still alive he doesn't show up again does he yeah. yeah because they find him in the boat like oh, he crawled yeah, up yeah, on yeah. the boat and then they take him to the hospital and by the way his death ambiguous he escaped and made sure to steal some drugs on his way out so who knows he couldn't have possibly got very far the condition he was in brian i mean that definitely sounds like said balding doctor <laughs> he didn't even have any money very good very good <laughs> wackety button at the end of it <laughs> oh by the way uh if you watch that scene whoever wow. they hired to be the <laughs> to be the security or the the, the cop uh, in in dress uniform was very unclear about what he was supposed to do. Talk about bad direction. He he couldn't decide if he was kind of watching Crockett and Tubbs or just looking forward, not caring. It was amazing. Yeah, so he was only in two episodes of Miami Vice. I guess Mikey was not a recurring character, just just he played Snake before. So that must have been a reference to his other character. Hmm. All right, folks, uh, that is Miami Vice Season 3, Episode 23, Everybody's in Showbiz. We will be skipping ahead with our Miami Vice watch. Uh, Yes, there is an episode with Stanley Tucci, uh, but we are going to skip past that to Episode 2 of Season 4, Amen, Send Money, uh, with Ben Stiller. 
what was, our guest. What was he, 12? How old is Possibly. Ben Stiller? I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we will, we'll find out when we watch amen, send money. Uh, we'll also be watching 2521 season one, episode nine. And the last of us is coming to HBO max this Sunday. So watch it along with us. We will be talking about the last of us season one, episode one next week. Thanks everybody for supporting us. Uh, again, you get these episodes early and you get them uh, packaged up differently. If you're a patron, patreon.com slash cord killers. And of course, after talk where we will be spoiling glass onion, go check that out as well. If you are a patron until next time, everybody will spoil you then. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>